You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Wait a minute. Do you still think politics is boring? Well, not when you can say fun words like cacus. Yes, it's fun words like cacus and more. With the intellectual, intersexual, and intersectional, Nicole Sandler on NicoleSandler.com. Want us to feel defeated. They tell us there's nothing we can do to stop a Republican wave. We proved them wrong. In one of the most conservative states in the country, voters led by a quiet army of patriotic, determined women said enough to radical Republicans invading our privacy, our bedrooms and bathrooms, and our liberties. They want us to be scared. But we won't back down. We will keep fighting. We will keep voting. And there's nothing more American than that. Hell yeah! (laughs) I don't usually play um, Lincoln Project stuff just because, uh, you know, the people behind it, I'm, uh, you know, that. But um, all I can say is... Way to go, Ohio. And that's about all I can play of that song. But A-O, way to go, Ohio. Yes, we start with good news today. And, you know, we don't do that often enough. But the people of Ohio said, you know what? You can try, but cut the crap, people. Um, Yesterday, in the middle of August, after... The Republican lawmakers in that state said no more of these, you know, August special elections because people are off doing vacations and such. Um, They schedule an August special election in order to raise the threshold for a constitutional amendment in the state because they knew that Democrats were going to put forth such an amendment hopefully in the fall, that would codify women's rights to 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 have agency over their own bodies, basically to say, you can't tell us what to do about our bodies. And so they wanted to make it harder to amend the state's constitution. And Republicans pushed this measure in a months-long campaign, hoping it would help them defeat this, again, November ballot question that would enshrine abortion rights in the state's constitution. The Republicans argued that issue one would keep controversial policies out of the constitution. But mostly women and and a lot of men who are allies saw through the ruse. They called it a power grab. And the outcome, 57 to 43 percent no, a victory. Uh, the, the, the Ohio Democratic Party chair called it a, quote, victory over out of touch, corrupt politicians who bet against majority rule, who bet against democracy. And I, I think I, I in glancing, I, 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 I went past a comment from Steve Bannon, who's kind of freaking out. These abortions, these abortion uh, votes are going to kill us. Yeah. 
That's the point. So keep going. Keep going. Ron DeSantis. Oh, this moron. Oh, he's he's on. Did you hear what he did now? So <laughs> you can no longer um, learn Shakespeare if you are a high school student in the state of Florida. I'm not kidding. I couldn't make this up if I tried. Here, check this out. Um, now, we know that he's imploding, right? His... his um, this ridiculous presidential campaign is imploding. But check out this news story from this. This happens to be from a Tampa TV station, but doesn't matter. It, it holds true all over the state. Listen to this crap here. Good evening, Stacey and Josh. These are the complete works of William Shakespeare. And this was my mother's book. She graduated from high school in 1943. Wow. But what could be taught to students then cannot be taught in Florida now because of a new state law. It's a body of work that's been around since the late 1500s, considered by any measure to be classic literature. And to be clear, USF Associate Professor Emily Jones says it was written for adult audiences. Mostly Shakespeare is about big ideas, big themes, human ideas. Um, I don't think it is a, uh, I, I don't think it is a, that, that as a writer, he is a pornographic writer or an offensive writer or anything like that. Hillsborough County Classroom Teacher Association President Rob Crete says teachers are now being told they cannot teach or even talk about some aspects of Shakespeare's work. In the oh, classroom. come on. Well, frankly, Jeff, I mean, teachers are frightened. I mean, they don't know what what they can do or cannot do. So we're trying to actually walk on thin ice here while we're trying to meet the needs of the students. So it becomes very, very challenging for all of us in public education right now. Crete, who once taught Shakespeare in the classroom, says students are being deprived. It was some of the greatest lessons that I delivered is actually teaching Shakespeare in the classroom. Because not only do are we talking about a, a, a great piece of literature that's that's older than dirt, but it, we could really look at uh, literary analysis. We hold a mirror up to our society compared to, you know, hundred years ago. A spokesperson for the Hillsborough County Public School System says the works of Shakespeare have not been pulled from public <laughs> libraries here, from no? their school libraries. Oh. It's just that teachers can only teach excerpts from these books. They can no longer mention or talk about or even answer any questions about anything of a sexual nature oh, in the classroom. In other words, oh, Romeo, wherefore art thou? Oh, but come on. You know, come on, man. Come on, man. This is just so obscene. It not it, the fact that they're saying you, the teachers can't te they can't do they can't teach an entire play. They can teach excerpts, but anytime there's a mention of sex, uh, anytime there's a mention of sex, they need to they need to shut it down. Because sex, don't you know, is evil. <laughs> They're teaching. This is Florida today. They're, they they, they want to go back to Victorian times. I guess every with every uh, high schooler, you get a chastity belt or something. They want to tell you that the the human body is ugly, that sexuality, that sex is dirty, that it's bad. Um, parents, get the fuck out of Florida. What are you doing? I w I'm so glad my kid is done with school because I would not keep her. In, I would not. I would. I, I'd homeschool her. And believe me, you don't want me to be your teacher. I, I'm just I'm astounded. And I guess it's because, you know, uh, DeSantis is. Um, uh, presidential aspirations are teetering on the edge. <laughs> I told you, I've been telling you for the last few years, didn't I tell you that he's a big nothing? Um, and now he's even worse. So, so, but that's not all he did today. Did you hear the latest? He fired another duly elected prosecutor. Somebody who was elected by the people of their district in Florida, a prosecutor who he said is um, here. Her, uh, let's see. Her name is uh, and go. I know shock a black woman. Um, Worrell. Her name is uh, what's her first name? Something Worrell. Um, Monique Worrell effective immediately for neglect of duty, incompetence and not pursuing 
harsh enough criminal prosecutions. He determined he didn't like the way he was doing her job, so he suspended this duly elected Democratic state prosecutor. And what she said is, if we're mourning mourning anything, it's the loss of democracy. I'm your duly elected state attorney, and nothing done by a weak dictator can change that. But here we are. Yes, we are working on getting the fuck out of Florida because, you know, that, that's the only thing that can be done. I know some people say stay and fight. I'm done fighting. I, I you know, I, I'm just over it. And if I'm going to fight, I'm going to fight for something and not again. Well, uh, we're all fighting against the dictator, aren't we? You know, you know what else we learned today? That um, that the Jack Smith, the special prosecutor, had uh, had um, uh, issued a subpoena for the Trump's Twitter and and Twitter basically said no we're not giving it to you this is a, a weird battle and I'm not I'm not going to play any audio of the sweaty guy but he did a rally I guess in in uh, New Hampshire yesterday and he can't help himself he can't shut his mouth and so the judge uh this would be the the judge in DC out of the latest the third indictment, scheduled a hearing about limiting Trump's comments on the evidence that will be given to Trump's attorneys out from discovery um, this Friday, Friday morning at 10 a.m. Trump said, we, we can't make it. My lawyers are too busy and I'm too busy. Um, and the judge said, too bad. <laughs> uh Friday morning, 10 a.m. Donald, you don't have to be here. And we don't need both of your lawyers. One will do, but they better show up. God, it's frustrating. And you know, you know why I talk less and less about politics every day. I know I need to because it's, this is our lives we're talking about. But, you know, and I know you had the same thought I did when you woke up this morning and saw that the winning $1.5 billion lottery ticket was sold in Florida. Unfortunately, I did a little digging and it was um, Neptune Beach, Florida. Nowhere. We weren't there. Nowhere near here. So I don't have one point five billion dollars today that I didn't have yesterday. And uh, so here we are. Uh, it is a, a Wednesday. A lot going on. Today happens to be the 100th day of the Writers Guild strike. And um you know, the, the SAG-AFTRA strike is ongoing. In fact, they weren't the only ones striking in Los Angeles yesterday. Thousands of L.A. municipal workers walked off the job for a one-day strike yesterday. Uh, the first major walkout by L.A. city employees in decades. They were airport custodians, lifeguards, traffic officers, engineers, and sanitation workers. They're accusing the city of unfair labor practices and refusing to bargain in good faith saying job fake vacancies were forcing them to work longer hours for less pay. And um, uh, one of the chants that was heard was, L.A. City, you're no good. Treat your workers like you should. Ouch. Um, Mayor Karen Bass, who I like, and other officials denied the city was being unfair and said no services would shut down during the strike. And again, it was only one day. But they're making a point. But, um, you know, UPS narrowly avoided a strike. But I think people are fed up with being taken advantage of. That was the whole thing of not going back to work after the pandemic unless you were being fairly paid. And finally, people are saying, you know what? Either you pay me for the work I'm doing or fuck you. I don't need this shit. Right. And that's where we are in so many places. Uh, I wish we could do that about the weather. See what's going on in Maui? People are jumping in the ocean to get away from the fires. Oy, it just goes on and on. So you know why I turn more and more to music. <laughs> so anyway, um, it's the 100th day of the Writers Guild strike. The uh, SAG-AFTRA strike was just a, a couple of weeks behind them. And you, you may recall last month I had on uh, my old friend Dave Jolliffe, and he brought along two of his friends, um, Sean Astin and Francis Fisher, who came on to tell us about, and it was right at the beginning of the strike, about what they were striking for, what, what, you know, why. And I think they made a pretty good case for, um, uh, to, to explain that it's not, you know, 
people think that oh oh those Hollywood types they um, you know they're all rich and rolling in the dough. Well, the fact of the matter is most members of SAG-AFTRA don't even make enough uh, to hit the threshold to get health insurance, which I think is like twenty six thousand dollars a year. Um, in fact, today in the news, um, Billy Porter. You know, Billy Porter, Broadway star, TV star. He actually said he has to sell his house. And the the comment was along the lines of, um, uh, you know, you need that fuck you money in order to be able to survive long times like this without work. Well, I haven't gotten that yet. And so now he has to sell his home. And right at the beginning of the strike, you might recall, there was an unnamed... Um, um, an unnamed Hollywood executive. I thought I pulled up the quote here, uh, but I've got so many windows open. I can't, I can't find it. But uh, he said something along the lines of, we want to make them hurt. We want to make them, you know, lose their homes. Well, <laughs> be careful what you wish for because it's happening. So back when I invited uh, Dave Jolliffe to join us. You know, Dave Jolliffe, Francis Fisher, Sean Astin are all board members of AFTRA. I had also invited another old dear friend of mine who also is an, a SAG-AFTRA board member, uh, Dan Navarro, who did not join us that day for a number of reasons, but I'm thrilled that he's joining us today. So, um, hey, Dan Navarro, welcome back to the show. I love listening to you. Oh, uh-huh. well... Just so much fun to hear you go, man. <laughs> oh my God! It's and I'm great to see you. I'm like you? low key today. You should see me on a good day when I'm riled up. Uh, yeah, yeah. This well, is yeah. You know, tis tis the season. It's it's strange times. There's a line from the uh, the movie Local Hero where two guys are talking and one goes, "Strange times, Archie. Strange times." It's the hot labor summer, and I mean it's it's going on everywhere. Business has been allowed to feed the pockets of its top executives in an inordinate manner to concern themselves with shareholders above everything and market share. And I get it. Business needs to stay in business. We have to stay in business. Yeah. What you were saying about the levels to earn, what you were saying about Billy Porter, it's all true. 85% of the 160,000 members of SAG-AFTRA don't make 26.9 a year. They don't qualify for health insurance. And so they're, they, they're left to other devices for that. Um, I'm one of the lucky ones and I'm not a millionaire, not even close to being a millionaire. I'm a working stiff, but I've managed to qualify for my insurance every year through, you know, some, some maneuvering and, and, and dumb luck, thank God. But I am on the national board. Uh, I'm also on the negotiating committee with Sean Francis and David. I go back with David um, 23 years. Um, mm-hmm. We are actually the only two members of the committee that were on the commercials committee that led to that strike in 2000. Oh, wow. The only two guys still on the committee. Um, you know, we've been colleagues for a long time. Um, we have been members of, of opposing parties, respectfully opposing parties. Um, within the, within the, union, within the union, within the union. Within the union, right. not yeah, not not right. now. I'm actually, I don't know what anybody's politics are outside this stuff. Right inside the union, there are some people essentially hawks and doves when it comes to things, and I think that's a fair way of putting it without casting aspersions. Mm-hmm. Um, and the two parties have come together to unite because the issues that we're facing right now are so crucial that we need to get united, and we have done. Um, so all this is to say that that we're really on the same page with regard to this strike, with regard to what's going on in the, in the negotiating committee. And, um, and we're looking at, we're looking at a tough fight. Uh huh. Well, in fact, here's the the picture that I used on today's show card um, is just from this weekend outside Warner brothers, I guess. And there's, uh, there's Francis Fisher in that photo with you. Sherry Belafonte in the black t-shirt. Oh, wow. uh, I'm on the, I'm on the far right. You are. Um, I don't actually. Yeah, that's me on the far right. Yes, um, that's in, you. In the white T-shirt and uh, Caitlin Delaney is on is close to the left. Uh, the other two people I don't actually know, okay. but um, you know, it's we're all out there in force to make an important point, and it is really true that the general public believes. You know, first of all, they think that the top actors who make millions are what this is about. The top actors who make millions are maxed out on their insurance contributions. They are usually prepaid their residuals. Mm-hmm. The issues in this current strike and this current work action is not about their needs. It's about the needs of working class and middle class 
um, actors who are losing their homes. Um, and with no disrespect intended to Billy, people who make significantly less than he has yeah. uh, and, who, and who have significantly smaller, but no less important to them and to their families, smaller careers. That's um, right. And Billy Porter, I mean, he's a, like a household name. And to hear that the, the strike has affected him to this level this early on, uh, what could be a very long strike, you got to know that the people who were struggling before the strike started are in even worse situations. And people are figuring out things to do. I actually I saw an interesting quote. I mean, I posted something. And after the requisite number of people who were saying, good on you, this is great. All of a sudden, the trolls hit, and it's like, mm. get a real job. Oh, and God. Somebody from the WGA posted, it's like, oh, you guys have no clue. We all have side hustles because we can't make livings with the way it's going right now. And so people are figuring things out. I mean, you know, I have a side hustle. I, I tour the world and make records that, <laughs> that sell in the in the in the hundreds and and I'm still touring a whole lot. Um, and of course, that's how I know you. So we've, yes. we've been friends for over 30 years. Uh, in fact, you know, we're packing to move and I Ooh. I find things and then I, I put them somewhere so that I won't lose them and then I can't find them. But you know what I found the other mm. day? A guitar pick in the shape of a heart. That oh. was Dan and Claudia from your wedding. From, from, from my wedding to my ex-wife who's still one of, who I'm, I'm, I haven't told her that I'm seeing you today. She's oh. going to she's, she's gonna want to send her love. We're, Hi, Claudia. Our son is 27 now. We're great friends. We get on wonderfully. And um, thank God for that. We lost the marriage, but we won the divorce. <laughs> and yeah, those those guitar picks were really cool. Really cool. Well, and you, I still have and I one here long, somewhere. Yep. yep. You and I go back a long time from the days of, of, well, I knew you from the Mark and Brian days, but from the KSCA and KCD days. Um, and I'm still active and I'm still, in fact, I'm actually in the studio, uh, with the guy who produced the first five loan and Navarro records, my last album, he and I are co-producing a new artist named Jesse Lynn Madera, who's fabulous. She's coming out in a few months and, um, I'm still at it, but in terms of SAG and AFTRA, that work, I've been singing in films for 30 years. I sang in Encanto, I yes. sang in Puss in Boots. I mean, I said, you know, that Puss in Boots, The Last Wish that was just out, um, uh, and well, in the old days, commercials, lately, a lot of voice acting, um, you know, and doing uh, ADR and stuff, which is something David Jolliffe Dave Jolliffe, yes, he, that's uh, his ADR world. on Invincible and Pantheon and Ultra City Smiths and things like that. Family Guy and American Dad for over 20 years. So, wow, this is what brings me into the room. And it's allowed me because of the fact that, I mean, I make enough money to qualify for my insurance. I don't make enough money under SAG after contracts to live on. Luckily, I have my side hustle as being an artist. And of course, my big my big old hit song that seems to be getting bigger all the time, just like I did during COVID with ice cream. Um, right. Getting, getting bigger all the time. <laughs> um, we Belong, the Pat Benatar you know, song. I, 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 I just have to take a moment. So for those who like don't immediately know the name Dan Navarro, you should, by the way. But back when we first met, you were part of a duo, a songwriting, right. singing partnership, Lowen and Navarro with Eric, the, the late, great Eric Lowen, great who... Point who died, had ALS and, and had a horrible, um, uh, just, it, it, it was so tragic, but, um, you, you continued going, but back when Lowen and Navarro were together, you did have a big hit. You post, somebody posted on your Facebook page. I got to pull this up. It was, uh, I guess Pat Benatar is at Fenway park and, yep. um, she, they, they posted, wait, this, hold on. I bring this up for a second. raining and they're all just singing because it's such a great song. Thunder. It's been a legacy. It's been and it's doing better and better and better, which is really lucky for me. Uh-huh. Um, and Eric's family. Eric's been gone yes. eleven years. Oh my um, eleven years. It's, it's really gone oh fast. And um you know, it, it continues to support me and his family. And, you know, uh, it's a great thing. But this is the thing that's allowed me to understand what the average worker at the sag after level is dealing with. I don't make enough to live on. I make enough to make my insurance. 
And uh, actually, in truth, last year I had a good year and I made enough to live on. But that's not the point. The point is, these are real jobs. It's really hard work. People want to think it's cushy that you sit mm -hmm. around eating bonbons. Try being in a hot, sweaty costume where you can't sit down because it's a period costume and it's too big. It's July, but the film is set in the winter. Right. You're on set 12 hours a day. It's an extremely hard job or everyone would do it. And all we're looking for is fair treatment, fair pay, an increase that keeps us in pace with inflation, residuals that come close to what they were back in the broadcast television days, broadcast TV is kind of on its it's it's sort of like terrestrial radio right. and you're 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 Everything breaking up being a little bit pushed to streaming the residual structure is no which means what an actor could expect well yeah exactly no it's it's really the same principle as terrestrial radio and the the issue of streaming has affected actors the same way it's affected radio and the same way it's affected artists and songwriters who make i mean crosby dylan um uh, uh paul simon all had to sell their catalogs to be able to, and now yeah, they sold them for multi-grillions. Oh, yes, they did. Granted. But the, the I, mean, I, I was asking the late Jeff Young, he played keyboards with Jackson Brown. He passed mm -hmm. away um, earlier this year. Uh, yes. He had played with Steely Dan. And I asked him, why does a band that was noted for never touring suddenly tour, even with Walter Becker passed away? Right. And Jeff said, CD royalties went away. Record royalties disappeared. <sighs> there was no way for them to live without getting back on the road. And so that's what they do. We don't want people to feel sorry for us. Oh, poor performers. But we do want industry to treat us respectfully, fairly, and adequately within what it is that they're making. You know, the biggest issue in all of this, and I think it affects all of us, it's, it's in some ways the most popular, the least understood, and not necessarily the most talked about, is artificial intelligence. Oh, you AI know. is a major thing for the entire world. I actually testified before the House Judiciary in mid-May as a songwriter on the subject in front of Daryl Issa and, okay. and, you know, Ted Lieu and, uh -huh. and Adam Schiff and, and the representatives there on the AI subcommittee on AI in mid-May. I did a panel at South by Southwest in mid-March on the same subject. It's the thing that has, you know, and all we're asking for as a union, as a creative workforce, and I think this applies to you and what you do. If you're going to use AI to duplicate me, yeah. consent, credit, right. compensation. Exactly. And and consent, one of the provisions in this contract that you guys are fighting says that the studio or the producers have the right to take your likeness and then use it in perpetuity and not compensate you for it. Correct. Right? Correct. Uh, and even, to be honest, even multiple times in the same production would be unacceptable to me. Mm -hmm. If you're going to use it, you're going to save a lot of money in editing costs, right? but you still should pay. And it's no different than a residual. That's right. I mean, when I sang commercials, I would sing a commercial. And if they spun it out into 10 commercials, I got paid 10 session fees. Right. If they used it for longer than 13 weeks, I got paid again. Sure. Because they're continuing to generate value from it. Now, I know there's a general public that says, well, I don't get paid for months after I've, you know, delivered a package for a company or waited on a table. No, but if you invented something for a company, if you invented a new pair of pliers, um, then the patent's probably owned by that company and you get royalties. Right. You know, for the rest of the period that's that's relevant in the contract or, or perpetuity for creating something that has continued to be sold over and over and over again. That's what we're asking for. And As it should be. And now, it. you know, and, it's, and one, it's remarkable. one of the points that was made when I spoke with uh, David and Francis and Sean is that with the new streaming um, uh, culture, if you will, the new the new rules, you know, episodes and these new series are coming out and they do maybe 10 episodes in a season. Well, in the old broadcast days, they do 24, 26, 30 in a season. And so right. that it hurts you on, on every front. You're not getting paid as much up front because you get paid per episode. You're not getting paid on residuals because they turn over faster. There's Times have changed, but what hasn't changed is the way that the creators, the people who without whom this stuff couldn't be made, are compensated. But meanwhile, we're seeing the studio heads making obscene amounts of money and you know it, they could cut their salaries by half 
and give that half to the the people without whom they couldn't make this stuff. And still they'd be the wealthiest people uh, on the block. So it, the, the selfishness is just astounding to me. I just, I don't get it. As a metric, um, one of the individuals who was talking about, um, from the executive level, was talking about um, our demands being unrealistic, makes per day two and a half times what 85% of our members don't make per year. Yep. Per year. Now, he's valuable to his company, but it's still an outsized value. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, who's worth that kind of money, especially when the reason for not paying us what we feel we're worth and what we've been able to demonstrate we're worth is because they say it's unrealistic. Right. We ain't got the money. Right. Wow. Okay. You know, I mean, if I don't get to not pay my power bill or my mortgage because I you know, that's, I don't have it. It's too much money. I can't afford it because you know what happens in your power gets shut off. You get evicted. Things go away. So, you know, we utilized what strength we have and what leverage we have to show that if you're not going to take this part seriously, we're going to withhold our services. And that's what we're doing. It is hard for a lot of people. And again, I'm one of the fortunate ones with my royalty stream. I can afford to be on strike for a while. I don't mean to imply insensitivity. No, and you're, it's not like you're kicking back and, and just opposite. kicking back and just, you know, having fun. You're all, you're on the road. You've got a bunch of shows coming up, and this is a good time to tell people that they can go see you live. Because I'm looking at the, um, just in, in, in a few days, you head on the road. You're going to Morgantown, West Virginia. West Virginia. Oh, yep. my God. Uh, oh, yeah, Morgantown, West <laughs> I'm not playing banjo either, but um, Morgantown, West Virginia, um, Columbia, Maryland, Maryland, uh, Stroudsburg, Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, PA, a couple of shows so in Wickley, Pittsburgh, PA, Stewin, so Steubenville, PA, Ohio, festival. We're, we're celebrating. We're celebrating. Ohio. Wait, we're celebrating Ohio today. Because they came through. That's all I can play of the song because I get copyright came through. And <laughs> Dean, Martin, Dean Martin was born in Steubenville. So huh. that's that's cool, too. It's a nice long tour. I'm then going to Europe. Wait, uh, wait, wait first, let me. We've fans. got people it's, all over the place. So you, you're going Michigan, Illinois, oh. um, then your cruise. Oh, this sounds amazing. Adriatic and Mediterranean seas. You're leaving from Venice, Italy and going where? To Athens. Athens. Uh, through Croatia, <laughs> Turkey, and four Greek ports. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and it is work. You know, I mean, I look, I've, I've worked really hard to make my life, my job fun, but. There's other things going on. In fact, I'm going to mention something out loud that has only just happened. Um, okay. I was asked five days ago to put together a radio program for KPFK. Oh, nice. On all matters strike. Really? And I'm, I'm terrified. I'm sitting here talking to the expert. I'm terrified how I'm going to do it. It's going to be an hour. I'll help you if show. you want. Um, we the, the name at the moment might be. Well, thank you, because I'm going to need it. It's, it's looking like right now it's going to be called In the Room with Dan Navarro. Nice. And um, I'll be, I, my hope is to talk to Duncan Crabtree, Ireland first, uh, Ireland first uh, Fran, Drescher, some of the people on the committee, people from all over the country. I want to expand into the Musicians Union, into the Writers Guild. Um, you know, the city, the city workers thing is huge right now because it hasn't happened. You know, UPS, I hadn't heard the outcome of UPS. Oh, they, they won. When negotiations they, broke down with a full month left on the contract. Yep. Thank God. Yeah. The, we know, have a, you, Chris in the, the chat room labor is, summer. is a UPS worker and they narrowly, they escaped without a strike. Thank God. Good. You know, dog. Well, um, Chris, we're with you. We're yep. with you and your brothers and sisters. And, and I'm glad that it worked out for you guys. And I want to learn more about it. But this is really... The hot labor summer is not a hot minute. It's it's a reckoning. It's a it's an it's an existential moment for all of us throughout society to basically say ya basta, ya estuvo, it's enough. Yeah. We it's time to pay people what they're worth, especially as as inflation skyrockets, executive salaries become obscenely un talk about unrealistic. Who you know, who is worth a hundred million a year compared Nobody. to three million a year? Go ahead and earn your millions. Three million a year. 
Nobody. Three three million a year should be enough for anybody to live comfortably, take care of your kids, send them to college, go on vacation, live. You don't need three million. Yes. You don't need hundreds of millions of dollars at the expense of other people who are scraping to get by. I know I sound like a socialist here from Puck. Yeah, no, but it's Jonathan Handel from Puck printed a piece where he basically said because of the SEC filings, Robert Iger's contract is out there for people to see. His uh-huh. bonus structure is 500% of base salary. And his base salary is like 30 million a year. Okay, so keep that in mind. Here's what Bob Iger said right when the strike started. We're in the midst of a writer's strike and very likely it would seem to have a actor's strike. How is that going to impact things and what are your expectations there? Well, I think it's very disturbing to me. I, you know, we've talked about uh, disruptive forces on this business and all the challenges that we're facing and the recovery from COVID, which is ongoing. It's not completely back. This is the worst time in the world to add to that disruption. Uh, I understand uh, any any labor organization's desire to um, work on the behalf behalf of its members to get you know the most compensation to be compensated fairly based on the value that they deliver. Yeah. We managed as an industry to negotiate a very good deal with the Directors Guild that reflects the value that the directors contribute to this great business. We wanted to do the same thing with the writers, and we'd like to do the same thing with the actors. Really? There's a level of expectation that they have that is just not realistic. (laughs) And they are adding to a set of challenges that this business is already facing that is, quite frankly, very disruptive. So they're not being realistic? No, they're not. Why not? I can't. I can't. I can't answer that question. I, again, I respect their right and their desire to get as much as they possibly can in compensation for their people. I, you know, I completely respect that. I've been around long enough to understand that dynamic and to appreciate it. But you also have to be realistic about it with the business environment and what this business can deliver. It is and has been a great business for all of these people, and it will continue to be even through disruptive times. But uh, you know, being realistic is imperative. What do you here. do in the interim then? Does AI well, start to it, it write a lot the, of scripts? It will have a it will have a very very damaging effect on the whole business, and unfortunately, the strike will. There's huge collateral damage in the industry to people who are you know who are support services. I could go on and on. It will affect the economy of. You know, different regions even because of just the sheer size of the business. It's a shame. It is really a shame. We're in the midst of a writer's. And he can put half of his money back into the system. Say, you know what? This is exorbitant. I'm being paid too much. This is wrong. Let's give half of this back. And you'd probably alleviate. You'd probably be able to take most of the demands that are asked for on the contract with that. Barry Diller suggested that the top, top, top actors and the executives cut their pay by 25% and could finance the whole thing. Some of what he says is absolutely yeah. true. Uh-huh. But in that context, how does he sleep at night knowing that he's generating $100 million or whatever it might be in a given year with that bonus structure? And he's not the only one. There's eight or nine or ten others that are doing the same thing. It's let him eat cake. And uh, that's why I'm going to, you know, I hear him. He's not inaccurate. In, it is damaging. It is creating pressure. It is creating an extra burden. Guess what, dude? So are you. Yes. And that's where, like, what can we do about this? Especially some of these businesses are saying they're not profitable. To what extent are we expected to continue supporting a non-profitable uh, platform and not getting paid because we're still doing the work? Right. You know, and we're showing up, we're, we're delivering and we're doing the work and the same work we used to do gets less partly because of inflation, gets less because of the residual structure. And then in the weeds lurking behind that rock is this technology that they want to use to replace us. Yeah. To you make know, us redundant. Did you hear about this new Zoom terms of service? No. Ooh, you should look that up. Okay. It's in the new terms of service that they, you know, own everything Mm. that you put up on their platform and the key words. Now, all the words are sound pretty egregious about to, you know, promulgate, proliferate, sell, rent, use, and to create learning data sets. Oh, 
So they can take this recording of this because we're on Zoom right now and turn it around and use our voices to create something new and entirely different. just popped in the last couple of days and it's like, whoa. I mean, uh, it's 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 pretty in Zoom terms of service AI. Uh, I'm going to pull this. How Zoom's served. This is. They change and sparks worries over AI. This just came up on on CBS News okay. two hours ago. Wow, I'm um, going to have to look into that. The terms now demand that they use AI to train on audio, face, and facial movements, even private conversations without recourse, unconditionally and irrevocably. Oh my God! Research says because I guarantee you, my dear, this is a whole show. Okay, yeah, a without a doubt, and it's going to be um, me canceling my Zoom account because I'm there are something else out myself. There are other exactly. ways. Look, we could do Skype. Easily. And not that not that Microsoft is any better, but they're not doing this as far as we know. And that's the thing what we don't know. You know, Dan, Dan Navarro is with us. And so, you know, Andy Chanley, right? I got to get Andy on the show. So Mm -hmm. Andy Chanley worked with me at Channel 1031 KACD, KBCD. Um, He did mornings. Uh, I was the program director and afternoons and 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 he's now on um, KCSN. In in the, oh, cool. the whatever they call it, the Sound of L.A. or something. The Sound of L.A. Sky Daniel Station. But it's not Sky. Sky's been gone for years. I see. I didn't know that. Right. Um, it's a station I should have been programming, but that's besides the point. <laughs> another day, another day. Um, but so he does mornings there, and I think he's a music director. Well, I've heard, and I so I need to call him and get him on to talk about this, because apparently Andy Chanley spent the better, and he's got a great voice, spent the better part of a year recording for one of these AI voice services. And apparently this will provide for his family after he's gone, but at what cost? Um, at what cost? So, you know, I, I I haven't spoken to him in many years and I don't want to excoriate him for it until I get a chance to hear him out. Uh, and I understand, I, I know he had a cancer scare and maybe that's why he did it. And he's got kids and a wife and uh, I, but... But think about the ramifications of that. His voice will live on. His voice will probably be a disc jockey on a million radio stations or an announcer. And mm-hmm. but but look how many people that puts out of out of work. It's the reason why we're fighting this in the way that we're fighting it now. You and I remember the old radio business when we fought voice tracking. <laughs> we didn't win that fight, but no. at least it was sort of a form of real time. Right. I remember saying to our mutual friend, Mike Marone, you know, it's so great that your station's on voice track. He goes, when he was on Sirius XM. Well, you want to bet? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, and he goes, yeah, you want to bet? Well, because he was the one that could make it sound like a conversation. Mm-hmm. Back, and this was pre-merger. XM sounded like you were talking, you were hearing from some guy. Sirius sounded like, and that was Dan Byrne with Jerusalem. Yep. And that was it. And so, you know, it's a, the world has changed anything and we can't fight the technology. It would be ludicrous and naive. Well, and I'll tell you something now, I, you know, I don't, we haven't spoken in a while. I'm working on a new project that you're going to love and the artist, the record you're producing right now, you need to send me because we're putting together women who rock at women women who rock.com and uh mimi chen is doing it with me and a bunch of other radio people who you would remember dana Steele is involved and uh, aaron riley is involved side story dana Uh, Steele. yeah i met for she was dating a friend of mine 40 years ago dana Steele. so anybody who doesn't know was miss rock and roll houston she did middays on the big rock and roll station in houston forever she and then she ran for congress so that's dana Steele. and charlie her husband is great so she i'm i threw a memorial day barbecue at my at my home up in the mountains in Uh wild i invited my friend spike edney who has been the music director and keyboard player in queen for 40 years long-standing friend he and i go back to 1980 He came up and he said, can I invite a friend of mine? I went, sure. He invited Dana Steele, who I hadn't Mm. spoken to in any way since like 89. So I got to hang with her a little bit. I'm going to, I, she, in fact, we, we've been trading texts like mad lately. I got to tell her we've been talking. Yes. And women who rock is going to be very, very cool because it's a new era. It is. And they all revere Pat Benatar for good reason. Um, but but the, the thing that that I was going to say about this, though, and of course those songs are all in in rotation. I have a test stream up now. I'll, I'll it, actually you, it's linked from womenwhorock.com. No jocks yet. No, very little imaging. But I'm getting the music mixed together so you can listen. And it, and it's everything. It's everything from Billie Holiday 
to Billie Eilish. I mean, and everything in between. It's 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 jazz, it's rock, it's blues, it's acoustic, it's you know, you name it. Um, so, it, but it's hard. It's a challenge getting the mix together. But anyway, what I was going to say is, when we do bring jocks on, all women, um, you the the way that it's set up. It's unreasonable to think we can all do live shows because we're all in different places. It will be voice tracked. But the difference will be that each person will be able to have a lot of control over what they play. If I schedule something you don't want to play, you don't play it. And if you want to play, bring your female, you know, Kathy Faulkner, who was Miss Rock Mm -hmm. Seattle. Um, She's one of our advisors. She was going to do it uh, right now. She doesn't have time. But her idea was, I want to do a show that's all features all female artists from Seattle. I'm like, do it. Um, Anita Gevinson. You probably remember Anita. She was mm-hmm, on KSC. She did mornings. She did mornings in Philly forever as well. Um, used to be with Warren Zevon. I've got his record up there. Um, she wants to do a Patti Smith show. Awesome. You know, Patti Smith's music needs to be um, celebrated. So this is Absolutely. what it's going to be, women who rock. But But they will all be voice tracked unfortunately because that's just that the technology is there but it will be us- using it in a different way than clear channel oh sorry iheart media does iheart media right well you know there are two women from seattle that i'm aware of um that are twitch stars um one of them pretty huge emily mcvicker fabulous fabulous and mm. i discovered her during pandemic because i was streaming on twitch yes you were once a week for a long time yes, I, you as were. you know 250 shows on on uh, the internet uh, stream from my living room. And the other is Taryn um, Hadfield, who also goes by Taryn Seattle. Taryn Seattle. Um, AI is a boon to society if used properly, if used respectfully, and if used responsibly. Mm-hmm. You know, making up Drake and the weekend knockoffs is not using it responsibly, no. as far as I'm concerned. Again, consent, credit, compensation. Somebody said, well, why don't you make a new Loan and Navarro record? And my eyes lit up going, that would be great. I'm not sitting there. I'm not saying AI is evil. Right. But how it's used. How it's used and how the people involved are are compensated, credited. And in particular, it's about consent. If I opt out, that's look, there are people. What didn't Coldplay opt out of Spotify? I, um, you know, a lot of people opted. I, Neil Young I did. Opted, yeah, well, exactly. He's still out of there. I know he's he still, is. You know, you, they'll they'll list the songs on the records, but they're grayed out. You That's can't right. You can't them. play them. And I think they pay horribly, but I'm on it because I need to be present. That's a that's a decision I've made. I don't love it, but I get it. Um, but to take the option away from me, to take the opt out out of it, it's not on. To scan me, look, I've done video games as a voice guy. And they have a you you wear a headset with a light and they're scanning your face. So as uh-huh. you're sitting there going, you know, there he is, and you're making faces, <laughs> they can use that for the to generate. But you're being the paid for that purpose. I'm being paid for that purpose. And that's the basic point. But to but to take me once, I mean, look, even in voice tracking, would they voice track and take all of your syllables and create a whole new sentence? Yeah. That's- or a whole new thing. And that's like, no, you know, actually National Lampoon did that when they edited the um the nixon tapes but that's said, totally different that you know that was also satire right, and it exactly exactly all this is to say is it's it's a watershed moment for all of us anyone who thinks that the that the wga strike or the sag after strike is about you know famous people who are cushy and fat cats and people who don't need the help and people who don't really work my son is a budding young screenwriter it's a hard hard job he just he was script coordinator on a series um at the end of 2021 um he's been out of college now almost five years go figure he was an infant running around kec yes he was your dog yes he Um, was (laughs) with sandy yeah yep all this is to say we're holding the line on purpose we know why we're doing this we know what we're doing it for and at least at the present time we're prepared to stick this one out because we know that if we don't do it properly it's all over so someone like Joe, your son, who's now yeah. 27, you know, if I, I always had these thoughts, you know, Allison is now 24. 
<laughs> wild is that? If I hadn't moved, you know, we could have a thing. Uh, never mind. Um, but anyway. <laughs> Life is short. Like, I know. You know, it's a, it's, I know. There's a long road out there. You never yes, know. Yes, there is. You don't, you don't know. Um, but, but for a young person in this field, he, you know, he's a screenwriter. He's a filmmaker. He went to film school at NYU, didn't he? He did at NYU, yes. So, I mean, what does he do now? Is he just like stuck having to do other jobs until the strikes end and he can try to get back to work? We're 100 days in, and he is not working right now because mm. his series, he was the um, assistant to the showrunner on Based on a True Story for Peacock. And just they had just wrapped and gone on the air when the strike mm. started in, at the beginning of May. So he's sitting tight for now. He's on an unemployment. Um, no one is hiring in his field. His no. boss loved him, and um, his boss shot him a little personal help to say, this is so you can write during this break. Oh, wow. I've done the same. We're looking out for him. Frankly, he's been smart with his money. So, you know, he may end up getting a uh, a straight job. At the moment, that's not necessary. Um, and and actually, he's going to use this time of being down to write the, the next opus, to write something that could change his entire life. He's going to use it wisely. He's really, really, really lucky because he's got people looking out for him. But... And the one thing I told him is I said, and he's got you and Claudia's he, parents. So, well, exactly. And, and, and look, even if he ends up getting a straight job, mm -hmm. the one thing I said is, here's what I don't want you to do. This is coming with love from dad. Don't get scared. If you decide to do a different thing for a while, it's temporary. Stay focused. Keep your eye on the prize. If you ever get a little worried, just give me a call. But we talk about the strike and we talk the strikes and we talk, talk about the industry and we talk about the trends. We never talk about, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do mm -hmm. or things are really tough or should I go be a barista or whatever. He'll do whatever he has to do. And there's no bring down. There's no dishonor in choosing to do, you know, whatever. Go work at a Macy's or go become a barista right. or go be a waiter if that's what he needs to keep it going. Now, does he right is, now, is he musical at all? He is very musical, but he wanted to be a screenwriter. He, we, we, you know, we were binge watching a lot of TV and movies when he was a little kid. Uh -huh. And he got the bug the same way I did from listening to radio all night and all day, where I used to lay the albums out and look at, he played on this one. Well, that same guy played, you know, I don't know if you know this in the last, in the last 10 years, I've become close friends with Lila Sklar and Danny Korchmar and Russ Kunkel and these legends. And, who are now, now in the immediate friends. family who and, well, came on yeah, exactly. the air with me about a year or two during the pandemic. Well, and right. Steve Postella, the immediate right? family, is my best friend. Oh, and wow. He produced, he, produ he produced the album that I put out in 2018. I've been close with Steve for 35 years, but he's my bestie. And oh, um, I have no you know, idea. We, we're, we're, we no longer are neighbors, and both of us are bummed out because I moved to the Palm Springs area. Yeah. But bottom line, these guys are my friends. And Joe did the same thing going, hey, I noticed this showrunner did that other series. Uh -huh. Can we watch that next, Dad? So he got into the flow. He is musical. He plays guitar. He plays bass. And apparently, he, because he was at NYU, he took vocal lessons with my friend and my dear friend, Janice Pendarvis, who sang with Sting and Steely Dan. And she said, he's got a killer voice. But he's focused on screenwriting. Wow. That's what he wants. Well, that's and awesome because he, he knows what he wants. He is going for it. It just sucks that the industry is this way. Hopefully it'll get its shit together. Um, do you hold? I read that there were talks and then the talks broke off. Any well, update? Is I'm anything not sure, happening? I'm not sure what you're referring to. They went in with the WGA um, a week ago this Friday to talk about talking. They didn't start negotiations, but they talked about talking. I've heard no scuttlebutt on what came out of that. Uh, they have not talked to the, uh, to SAG-AFTRA since negotiations ended. Uh, they were scheduled to end uh, June 30th. We granted a 12-day extension uh, in order to try to get to a deal. And we did not meet with the other side for 10 of those 12 days. Oh, my. Where they would say in the morning, yeah, we're not going to meet with you today. And we met. We duly met for, of the 12 days, we met for 10 days. We took July 1st off and July 4th off. Other than that, we met every day. And they didn't with us. And they finally called in so, uh, federal mediators. They called for federal mediators with two days left on the contract. And we're sitting there going, this is a rock and a hard place. Mm -hmm. uh, we decided, yeah, we'll allow the federal mediators in, but we're not granting another extension because we told you we wouldn't grant another extension. So the contract ended and that's where that is. Um, I'm hoping the WGA made progress last week. 
I don't happen to know if they did. And we are in the meantime, um, fielding requests for what are called interim agreements. Mm-hmm. And there's Oops. a lot of lot of scuttlebutt about that. Ooh, sorry. I, there? Yes, I, I'm um, trying to bring in, up a in an interim agreement. A non AMPTP producer, if they follow certain rules and sign on to the interim agreement, agree to what we put before industry that industry has rejected. They agree to our terms, and we allow them to produce. Uh huh. Um, you know, there are some strictures around it, some parameters. Um, I'm of the belief that we should even offer it to AMPTP producers, just simply saying, if you're going to break solidarity, come on over. But in the meantime, I know that um, media, uh, New York Times just did this, refers to them as waivers. And although they're, they're waivers from this, they're not waivers. They, are, they agree to our last offer uh, in the interim. Mm-hmm. They also then agree that they will adhere to whatever the final contract is. But it simply means that they're agreeing to, to premises that the AMPTP has rejected. Wow. You know, as, far as I'm concerned, that just shows a lack of solidarity and it's good for us. Well, we wonder, you know, what can we do? I saw somebody earlier in the chat room wrote, you know, I can't believe people are still going to movies and, and still paying streaming services and stuff. And when when David and Francis and Sean were on, they said they weren't asking people not to. They weren't. Uh, I had mentioned that I have a listener who said, who emailed me and started a new monthly um, donation. And she said, I'm not, you're getting my Netflix money now. I'm not paying them. So I'm giving it to you, which really helps me because I work based on donations, you know, radio, the radio industry died years ago. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm grasping at things from all different angles. I paint pet portraits. I do this. I, you know, I, I live on donations. I run an odd commercial here and there, but um, yeah. So how, so there's if you want to know what's happening with the latest on the strike, there is a website set up for both members and consumers, SAGAfterStrike.shop, um, where you can I guess you can buy strike swag. There's you also can buy swag, and SAGAfterStrike.com and dot com give is, you the latest information that can be revealed on what's going on go. and what and what we're aiming at. It is true that we are we are not staging a boycott. We are not asking people to quit streaming services or to quit going to movies. I don't want the studios to go broke. I want them to run out of content right. and realize they have to make a deal with us. Um, so, no, we are, we are, go to movies. Can Keep your streaming uh, subscriptions up. Um, and donate to my show. And, <laughs> and donate. Well, donate to the sag Doctor Foundation because there is a fund that's being created uh, I think it's an uh, entertainment inter- uh, emergency fund that's being uh, created to help people who are going to lose their health insurance. People are losing their homes, and that's tough. And I'm, I don't mean to minimize that, but the most immediate threat are people who will, who would have want, gotten their insurance, who aren't going to make enough money to make their insurance. And um, I'm in a, I've already qualified myself personally for the period that starts October 1st through September 1st, uh, 30th of 2024, at which point. I'm going to be so danged old that I'm going to, I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm over it. I'm, We're at that I'm, age, Dan. You're a little older I'm, than I'm, me, but not a whole I'm lot. I'm a lot older than well, you. I'm a lot older than you. You're not you. a I, lot I'm, older. You're well, I'll, you know, I don't mind revealing this. Hi, everybody out there in, in Nicole land. Um, in four weeks, I'm going to be 71. Wow. Well, been, and you're you know, so my husband's doing, age. So you're not yeah, that. So I'm, right. I'm, seven, I'm almost age. 71 years old. I've been working for, you know, for a long time. And under the law, I have to start drawing my pensions by the time I'm 72. Oh, right. Uh, which will mean that then cert- only certain of my earnings under the SAG after will count. The right. others, residuals will not. And I will probably fall off the plan. But then I'd go on Medicare and I'd go through sure. the exchange for a supplemental. And I'm going to be fine. But there are people, younger people in their 30s and 40s with families who need this. Absolutely. And, the, and them not working means that they've got problems coming. So I've contributed. I want people out there to contribute to the SAG After Foundation's emergency fund. SAGAfter.com. I'm sorry, SAGAfterFoundation.com. Okay. SAGAfterStrike.com. SAGAfterFoundation.org, I believe. Yes. Okay. And 
I'll find Seeing it all out and post it all on the, on the blog because it, it, this is really important. Um, Dan Navarro, uh, by the way, the website is dannavarro.com. There you can find all, you know, Dan's music and, and the tour dates and maybe go on the cruise if you're so uh, you know lucky. Um, there's a lot of stuff there and, and go see one of Dan's shows. It's been many years since I've seen you perform. Years, but I'm looking forward to, I believe you're going to be moving closer, which I'm really looking We're forward to. We're planning on Arizona. And so, well, yeah. That's that's that's, that's a drive away. away from where I live. That's exactly. only a short drive away. Um, and it's important. But those of you who do choose to go to my website for my music, uh, those of you who don't know my music, you'll hear hour after hour of the most depressing songs you've ever heard. <laughs> and um, so no, come on, let's all hang. But um, but a lot more. In fact, I did pull. You mentioned Joseph running around the studio. Um, you played live on the radio with me so many times I can't even many count. Times. But I, I pulled a tape from a show on it was December 10th, 1999. Um, oh. and, um, you and, and Eric were there. We had a toy drive going on cause it was the Christmas season and, and, and Joseph yep. was running around wanting all the toys. He thought they were for him and you had to tell them, no, they yeah, weren't. Yeah, um, he, was, he was three years old then. Yeah. Yeah. And so I I'm pulled still married to Claudia. You were still married to Claudia. And, um, you guys did, uh, my, you know, Pat Benatar's version of we belong is nice. I prefer the Lowen and Navarro version. And so I pulled your live rendition done live on the radio in Los Angeles to go out with today. So um, we'll leave it. We'll, we'll leave everyone with that. Uh, Dan Navarro, I miss you. I can't wait to see you in person. I miss you too, but I will be seeing you more. Cause again, it's just desert to desert four Absolutely. hours, real easy, easy, and, um, easy peasy. I'll, I'll come hang with you. Oh, I can't wait. All right. Dan Navarro, everybody. Um, Yay! All right, and this. Thanks so much for having again. me, Nicole. Oh, thank you All for coming. To- we'll be talking soon because I've got I've got to pick your brain because I've got to figure oh, out how to go on. I, 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 uh, I meant it. No, I'll help you. Whatever you need. We'll, we'll, you. Uh, yes, please call. You got my number. Call me. Okay. Um, and we'll go out with Loan and Navarro, recorded live on the air in Los Angeles, 1999. And you know the song. You can sing along if you want. times I've tried to tell you, twenty times I've cried alone, always I'm surprised how well you cut my feelings to the bone. I don't want to leave you really, I just want to break the ice. Do I look silly to you when I yield to your advice, when you say we belong to the light? We belong to the thunder We belong to the sound of the words we both fallen under Whatever we deny or embrace For worse or for better We belong, we belong, we belong together Si acaso no lo sabes te aseguro que es verdad El cariño que es sincero No se apaga con crueldad Olvidas lo que fuimos Y desprecias lo más fiel Pero juntitos pretendimos Que la luna era de miel Junto a ti, junto a ti Solo es mi anhelo Junto a ti como el rayo de luz que ha brotado del cielo No importa el porvenir si sufrir es mi triste destino Junto a ti, junto a ti hasta el fin del camino Try to sleep now Close your eyes and try to dream Clear your mind and do your best To try and wash the palate clean Cause we can't begin to know 
how much we really care But I hear your voice inside me And I see your face everywhere now I say we belong to the light We belong to the thunder We belong to the sound of the words We both fall and under That is Lowen and Navarro. We belong. Uh, Dan, we're officially in overtime, and uh, you're still there, so thank you for still being there. I re- just re- remembered I forgot to... Um, news broke today, and you've been in the studio all day, and you may not have heard. Robbie Robertson died. I heard. Um, um, Jim Scott is who I'm working oh, with Oh, right. Jim was the associate producer on the Robbie Robertson album with Broken Arrow and uh, Down by the Crazy River. Somewhere down the Crazy River. I just wrote in the chat room that when when the show ends, people need to, I can't play it because I'll get copyright violated, because especially because it's universal. But you need to go, go to YouTube or wherever you get your music yeah. and listen to Somewhere Down the Crazy River. It's what I did the minute I heard that he had died. My That's friend m- Sam, my friend Sam. Somewhere down the crazy I mean, and that was Sam Giannis from the Bodines. No, Jim Scott is is co-producing Jesse Lynn Madero with me. He produced my album that came out last year that I think I've sent you. You didn't send and it. You need to send was, it. Well, that, I'll get you one. Okay. He was the one who broke the news to me about mm. um, an hour and a half ago. Wow. And it's, it's heartbreaking. That's Absolutely. what I was saying. We're at that age and we just have to brace ourselves because, and in your case, it's people you've worked with. In my case, it's many people yeah. I've interviewed and met over the years. And um, we're getting older and we're going to lose these people. But I'll tell you the wonderful thing about your body of work lives on. Robbie Roberts and his music stays. Way. Well, and the, you know, the thing I'm getting from all of it as I age is I'm going to have fun now. I'm going to tell people I love them now like I love hmm. you. And, I love you. you know, I've got there's no reason to have a filter anymore. No. Uh, you know, even if it's just get off my lawn. But the most important <laughs> thing is I'm going to enjoy every day. I've had a blast. I have a vivid memory of all the great things we have done, and I'm looking forward to the great things we will do together in the future. I adore you, and I'm grateful to be here. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, Thank you for keeping the show going. We need you. And um, I I will sign off now because I've got to get back in there, and they they probably erase all of my talk. (laughs) Gotcha. I can't wait to hear it. Dan Navarro, um, thank you. Love you. Talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Take Bye. Care. And and with that, I, I'm out of here, too. Thank you, Dan. And uh, you guys, tomorrow is uh, Thursday. Howie Klein will be here. Um, and uh, Friday, Lisa Graves will be here to give us her legal. You know, she's a former deputy assistant attorney general. So we'll get her legal take on all of the uh, the Trump issues issues as it were all right with that we're in overtime i gotta go because i gotta turn this around and get it up on the uh on the progressive voices thanks for listening everybody um until tomorrow keep the faith baby